This is She Seeks Pearls, a podcast to lead you into bettering your days through seeking pearls of living that we uncover together. I'm your host, Dorothy, and in this podcast, we discuss vital pieces of wisdom learned that even in the chaos of life help us to enjoy our days more. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the She Seeks Pearls podcast. Thanks for joining me on this lovely Thursday. I'm so happy because right now in PA we've had like two really nice days in a row and I'm starting to channel those fall feelings and get really excited for the fall. Especially with being seven months pregnant, I'm super duper looking forward to the weather cooling down. (laughs) I'm just not good in the heat. I just can't handle it very well and I get super pathetic when I'm hot. So I'm glad we've been having nicer weather and there's just this hope for cooler days. Lately, my daughter and I have been spending our mornings out on our tiny little side porch. She's a year and like two months old and she is just like super on the go and her need to move and explore is just like totally insatiable. So I've been wanting to spend as much time outside as I can handle uh, just to get her energy out. And with cooler weather, it just makes it so nice since she can walk around on her porch and pick up the pine cones and sticks and just go up and down that little one step again and again and again until her little heart is content. (laughs) So besides our little weather update in PA, today I'm sharing with you my new month habits and routines, basically just what I do at the start of each month. These are all very technical to-do list kind of things that I do at the beginning of each month. And the purpose of these things is just to help keep me organized and as in charge of my time and schedule as I can be. I don't want to just let time keep on rolling on by and wonder when the next thing is due or wonder when that next event is happening. No, I want to be in the know ahead of time so that I have adequate time to prepare and all that good stuff. So there are four things that I do at the start of each month. First, I usually go over my kitchen wall calendar and my paper planner just to verify all of my scheduling things. I have a nice acrylic dry erase wall calendar in my kitchen, which helps to keep Jack and I on the same page as far as my work schedule, OB appointments, any trips we're taking, you know, if we're going over to someone's house for dinner or hosting someone for dinner, you know, stuff like that, just our life. So it's helpful to have a nice big calendar in our kitchen so that it keeps us all on the same page. Now, I'm not an affiliate with them or anything, but I found these people on Instagram and bought their acrylic wall calendar, and I do really, really enjoy using it. So it it is from a small business called 1801 & Co., and I bought their personalizable acrylic wall calendar in the size of like 19 inches by 30 30 inches, I believe. Um, so it's like a taller calendar, which works perfectly to have enough space on each day to write any events or meal plans or something on that space. So just my tip for you guys, if you want a nice, big, beautiful way to display your family's plans in a central location, so it helps to keep everyone in the know, maybe get a wall calendar similar to this one so that it's large enough to be functional and useful for you and your family while also being aesthetically pleasing since it's in a place where you're going to see it all the time. 
So back to the calendar. I just sync all of my plans and events on my kitchen wall calendar and my paper planner so that I have my plans in my paper planner that generally goes places with me. And then it's also on the kitchen wall calendar so that Jack can also see it and be aware. I, I kind of use my paper planner for a lot of other to-dos that are just like personal to me, like for my goals and things like that. So I don't put all of that on the kitchen wall calendar. So I usually write down things first in my paper planner, you know, months out in advance as I'm aware of an event or something. And then when I need to, um, or like when the new month comes, then I can put those events on the kitchen wall calendar and then save more of the like personalized just for me kind of to-dos just keep that only in my paper planner. So that's why I say I kind of go through my paper planner and pick out the events that need to go on the kitchen wall calendar. So I just take some time to wipe down the kitchen calendar, write in the new dates of the month in the little boxes, and write in our events and things that we have going on. It's super handy and I do not regret one cent spent on buying this wall calendar. It's just beautiful and I love it. Um, we have a small office in our house, but I feel like putting the wall calendar in the kitchen is the best place for it in my opinion because we all go to the kitchen multiple times a day versus the office. Like I would have to think of something I had to do to like go into the office and then maybe see the calendar. but. The calendar just kind of happens upon you when it's in the kitchen. So it's a good place to put it because no matter what, we're walking through the kitchen anyways. And there might be days, like I said, where I just don't really walk in the office. So definitely just keep your calendar for your family in a place where people don't have to think about looking at it. You know, put it in a place where they are just they have no option, but they will see it, you know. <laughs> And again, that's why I spent the money on a nice acrylic wall calendar because I knew it was going to be placed in an area of my home that is displayed for everyone to see, like visitors and everyone. So I want it to look nicer than a free calendar that I got in the mail, which would also do the trick. But for more reasons than one, I wanted a nice wall calendar since it would be on display for years and years to come. So the first thing is you check your planner and if you have one, add events on the spaces on your other calendars in the homes so that they all match up. Now, I'm just going to step away into another topic real quick, then I'll get back onto my new month to-do list. So if you're ever just feeling really overwhelmed and you don't know if you have all of your events written down, this is something that I do to help me make sure that I have collected all of my events for the month. And if you feel like you often forget about events until the last minute, just real quick, grab a pen and paper or get your phone ready to write a note on your phone so that the information I'm just about to share with you can help you to reset your calendar and make sure that you have it all written down. So get ready to write down some of these ideas, okay? So when I need to check and make sure that I have everything on my calendar, I'll start with my work schedule. Jack's work schedule is easy because he works Monday through Friday, typically the same time each day. So it's not like I really have to check and see like, oh, what's his work schedule for this month? Because it's usually almost always the same unless he takes a day off or, you know, leaves earlier or later or something, but it's usually the same. So I don't write his work schedule down in my planner or on the kitchen wall calendar because I just know what it is. If anything, like if he has a day off or something like that, like I'll write that down, but otherwise it's just Monday through Friday, so I don't write it down. Um, so then I will look through my work schedule next. So 
my work schedule with being a bedside nurse is just all over the place. So I definitely have to check my scheduling system, you know, get into the app and check it and make sure that I have all of my shifts for that month written correctly in my planner and on the wall calendar so that Jack knows when I work. I'll also check to see if I have any work meetings or any work trainings coming up and I will write those down too. Then don't forget about any doctor's appointments. So I have a health portal that has like all of my appointments and things like that in it. So I'll just log into that health portal and make sure that I have the correct dates and times of my OB appointments. And I can check for when my daughter's next checkup is and see if Jack has any appointments as well. So I'll just kind of check that health portal for all of our appointments and and just make sure that we do or don't have any appointments for that month. So After going through work schedules and doctor's appointments, I'll check my texts, emails, group chats, and if you have Facebook or whatever kind of social media, you know, I'll go through all those things and look to see if I have any family or friend events or get-togethers kind of going on. This is one that I'm often guilty of nearly forgetting because when I get an invite on my phone, whether it's from a text or from something on social media, it's just really easy for me to forget to you know stop and write it down because it's on my phone and phones are one of the most distracting things ever my attention span is shorter because of how i use my cell phone which is sad but it's the truth so i could see an invite from a friend for a gathering or something but then you know as i'm looking at that invite i get a pop-up notification from some other app which i tap on and it takes me into that app and then you know i forget to write down that invitation or event into my planner when I just saw it. So be aware of the ways that you get invites and things and don't forget to check them if you feel like you're missing something on your calendar or maybe you're you feel like you're forgetting about something you know maybe you know you got an an, a text invite to somebody's first birthday party you know um, make sure that you go through your texts and see if you're missing something because maybe you are. So on my phone, oftentimes, that's where I'll find an event or something that I almost forgot about. And it was because, like I said, it was because the invite was sent to me on my phone where I am just majorly distracted. I have an insane amount of texts. So it makes it easy for those things to just get lost in the texts. So I guess this is the moral of the story, is to just be diligent in writing down an invite to an event before moving on to the next thing, or else you'll be like me and forget about it, and then have to go through your all of your texts, your emails, your social media, whatever, just to make sure that you do in fact have it written down and that you haven't forgotten about it, you know, to double check. So that's why I will sometimes do that quick run through of all of these apps and things to see if I'm missing anything that I might have forgotten about. So um, if you haven't written down the things as I was talking about it, maybe pause this episode, take a moment to, you know, put that note in your phone or write it down with pen and paper, but think of all the different ways that you get, you know, invites or that you have some other kind of obligations or meetings or work things or whatever. Think about all the different ways that you receive that information you know, whether it's through your email or whatever, and and check your email and your texts and your whatevers to make sure that you have everything down. So maybe just 
make yourself a little list, you know, a little checklist for, you know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever you want to call it, you know. So take some time and go through that and figure out what are the things that you need to check to make sure that you have it all. I mean, even things on the fridge, like I'll get an invite in the mail and I'll put it on the fridge. And sometimes I think I forget about it, even though it's right there on the fridge in front of my face. If I don't write it down, then it can get forgotten about. So I'll go through my work schedule and trainings and any other work responsibilities I have, look at my doctor's appointments, and then check my texts, emails, social media, and other apps for any other events or invites, um, just so that I make sure that I don't forget about those. And lastly, I'll check with Jack. He has a crazy memory when it comes to events and things. So if someone talked with Jack and invited him just by word of mouth to dinner or something, he'll remember that. And maybe he doesn't always write it down or tell me like right away. (laughs) So then if it's not, you know, ever communicated or written on our calendar, like we won't know about it. So (laughs) my last check is to ask Jack about any other events for this new month so that he can fill me in on anything because he just remembers this stuff so well. Again, this is just a list of things I go through if I feel really overwhelmed and I'm not sure if I got all of my events written down. Because if I don't have something written in my planner or on my wall calendar, it's likely that I'll forget about it entirely and I don't wanna do that. So I don't have to go through all these things every single month, but it is definitely a helpful checklist just to double check and make sure that I'm good. Ever feel suspicious on days when there's nothing planned? (laughs) Maybe you have a free day. Maybe you just forgot to write an event down on your planner. Which one is it? I don't know. So if you need to use this checklist to help you verify through all the ways that you get invited to stuff, if you want to make sure that your calendar is updated. Now, I just did a podcast episode on this last week, but I will also go through my phone photos for the previous month and take the time to delete the ones that I don't want and move over all the photos from the previous month into my Dropbox account um, for the photos that I do want to keep. So I'm not going to say much more on that because I talked about it last week, but this is what I do at the start of each month. Then the next thing is I go through my goals, whether I made annual goals or a short-term goal or whatever, I'll just go over them and evaluate where I'm at, make adjustments if needed, and I'll try to schedule in some uh, milestones in my paper planner to make sure that I can keep up with my goals. So if you have a goal planner, now would be the good time to, you know, check in with your goals uh, that you wrote down and just review them and schedule them and schedule out any to-dos pertaining to the achievement of those goals. And I have an accountability buddy for one of my goals for this year, so I'll just text her an update at the beginning of the month just to review my plan and my goals for the current month. So if you have an accountability buddy for anything, go ahead and check with her at the beginning of the month, if not more often. Lastly, I just talk with Jack about the month. I'll show him our updated wall calendar and then we can just touch base with each other on what's happening that month so that we're both on the same page. All right, sorry, that was a long-winded but hopefully helpful to you. So the four things I do each month, first thing is to check my calendars, make sure that everything lines up and there's no scheduling conflicts. And I'll also check that checklist, you know, that backup checklist to make sure that I didn't miss any events if I felt really overwhelmed and if I felt like I was missing something, but I didn't know what. 
The best way to avoid that feeling is to just immediately write it down when you get an invite to something, or if you have some sort of obligation that comes up, just write it down right away. Uh, But if you haven't been in the habit of doing that for a while and you feel like you're missing something all the time, just go through that checklist just to be sure. The second thing is I go through my phone photos and organize them. This needs to be part of my monthly routine because otherwise my phone photos and videos would simply get so out of control and disorganized and overwhelming. Third, I review my goals and check in with my accountability buddy. Lastly is when I check in with Jack. We go over our schedules, review the wall calendar, and then that's the time when Jack and I will talk like, hey, like we really want to go out to eat at this place sometime this month. So let's put that on the scheduling radar. Or like we want to go to the family cabin maybe this weekend or something like that. So Jack and I will just review the schedule for the current month and it really just helps to keep us on the same page. And it helps us to be proactive with scheduling and finding a babysitter if needed and all that good stuff. Hopefully these four ways that I welcome in the new month inspired you to find practices that you can implement at the start of each month to help keep you and your family on track and in clear communication with the various events and things that fill up our time from day to day. Maybe try one or two of these new practices and see how it helps to keep you and your family on the same page. Or hopefully this information inspired you to talk with your spouse and family about what you all can do at the start of each month to help keep it all together. Again, these practices at the start of the month are aimed towards helping me keep it all together and to be in the know and proactive. These aren't new month practices specific for like better health or some other goal, but the main goal of my new month practices is just to keep the rhythm of my home running smoothly so that I have the time and space to work on my other goals and, like I said, keep our home running smoothly. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week.